Today is usually spent. I rather I always spend today reflecting on the year, and of course that's what I intend to do. Thank God for the testimonies we had on Friday. Friday was testimony day. That we had testimonies from so many people, and we didn't time them. Isn't it? Come on now, I want to hear your voice. Heaven descended upon this house on on Friday. It was incredible. I sat down there hearing God through you. I have decided, therefore, that our media section will pick up testimonies only of January overcomers, February, March, April, every month till December. And I expect that to be on air first thing tomorrow morning. So that we can share what God is doing in this house with the whole world. Your testimonies are life-provoking, they are life-transforming, and they are life-impacting. And so, we will have that. But if you look also, God has been speaking to us very deeply in this church, especially the last quarter, about destiny. We started this year great. We ended this year greater. And it is not for fun that God has been emphatically speaking about destiny. Really, in my entire life, I have never had in any pulpit destiny taught so thoroughly. Neither have I ever been moved by the Spirit of God to teach about destiny as I did in this season. And I'm so glad to hear testimonies from you on Friday. People who, who testify to how that lecture had transformed their heart, their life, and had brought manifestation to their destiny. It is quite very encouraging for me when you come up with things like that. But usually, I would talk to you about the appraisal of your life. In other words, this day is a day for you to put your life in the, in the balance and check your life. In the book of Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3, it says that God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. And this is one of the main scriptures that God has, uh, has been speaking to us, from which God has speaking to us. And if you look at it, therefore, destiny, therefore, is divided into two dimensions. When a man is born to this world, God has two dimensions fulfillment for him. The first one is for life, by which you attain your career, your profession, and your standard and stuff like that. And that is what commands your uh, comfort on earth. Those who who commit themselves on time to this, early enough in their age, they get fulfilled early. At the age of um, 26, 25, 24, they are earning fat salaries. By the time they are 40, they are on six figures. They can afford to live comfort, big, big mansions without sweat. They can afford to send their children to, if they didn't go to private school, they can send their children to private school without any agro. If there is an occasion in church to give, they are always hilarious, they are always happy because they have excess. And this is because of how they have turned their attention early in life to the apostles of life. That is what God has given for life. But at the same time too, we saw from our testimonies that even if you pick up this reality late in your life, I decided to go and pursue another career, which is my fourth career. And I did that not because I wanted to gain employment from it. I did that, one, to move you all into higher dimension. Number two, to be better equipped to counsel you. That is the two reasons why I went to do my career. And I showed you that age is not a barrier. I have heard many people say that they, came, they, they did law, they are struggling with um, training contract or they are struggling with this. As I am standing here, I have offers already by some of the biggest institutions in this country. 
They are the one asking me that, would you like to work with us? And I'm saying to them that I didn't study law because I want to work with anybody. Because I'm, I have my work already. Really, when I go to symposiums or seminars of law, and everybody's introduced himself, I introduce myself as a minister. They said to me that, what? Yes, I am. Do you have anywhere in the world where it is written that ministers should not seek knowledge? And I'm saying this to help you understand this, that if you discover your destiny late, I want to show you principles today. That if you follow that principle, you will still earn your employment. You will still be preferred by the top organizations for your employment. For me, my life is to teach you the truth and live the word. So that you will have, nobody will have any excuse. And anybody under me who truly wants to be obedient can see how the Bible is so real and true to letter in transforming human life to a very comfortable zone so that man can be well equipped and made comfortable if god created the world and everything that is in it and you are a child of god do you think god doesn't want to give it to you he does but there are principles that you must know and follow for you to attain it and i told you those of you who have attained uh, who have you know on time early enough listened and followed what i said I said to them in New Cross now, today I'm enjoying you because when you get a job, you tell me. I know the salaries many of you are earning. These are salaries that we, your fathers, we could not earn for 15 years in our, in, after our, our career. And you begin with it. And I'm so happy that that generation have escaped rot. At least 50% of what the devil can do, he has failed. 50% of what the devil can do to frustrate a man is finance. I will together now. And so those of you who are younger than them, also, I say this to appeal to you, that you should follow the good steps that your predecessors have, have set before you. Sky is not the limit for members of Christ with Tabernacle. Heaven is our limit. Somebody say amen. But if you look at it also, I spent time helping you to know this because... You know, I want to help you know the other thing we'll look at today. What you put into your life yesterday is what is determining your, where you are today. Somebody say amen. Yes. Your today is a result of your effort of yesterday. If you consciously, and I, mean, I choose my words specifically, and constructively, all right, consciously and constructively contribute to your life, in the past, you discover that today's comfort is determined by your constructive, conscious contribution of yesterday. Now, what you are doing to your life today determines what will be of you tomorrow. That is the reason why I do not cease helping you to know that the scripture is, rel is related to the advancement of your life and my life. Christianity is not just gathering people together in church and taking offering and praying and going away or singing. That's not it. Christianity is the life of God in man. That is the life that reconciles mortal man unto God so that mortal man can be as God on earth. And a man that has depraved and fallen and miserable can be transformed into the form of God so that his life or her life can become the shining example to those who are outside there. It, it will become the gospel that the God of the Bible is the God of today. And if we serve the God of the Bible in the Bible way, we will get the result of the Bible. This is what is happening in Christ's tabernacle. I would get that therefore. So, as it is that many of you have put so much effort into your, into, your, into your profession, career, trade, and stuff like that, business, so it is with your spiritual. Because you see, today I want to talk about your spiritual. When I meet somebody who is highly educated or who is a very, very, very successful businessman and he doesn't know the Bible, it puzzles me. I mean, I can't understand it. Because if you are educated, the principles that brought in the success of education is the same principle that brings in the progressive success of the scripture, of the spiritual. 
Therefore, I will not allow you or will comp- uh, agree with you to settle for anything less in, in, in spirit. If we are successful in life, we must be more successful in the spirit. And I want to help you understand today, the Bible clearly makes it clear to wrong. If you want comfort in the future and you are born again, it is determined by how much you give yourself to the service of God in the household of God. Hallelujah. You can make your journey easy if you can follow the scriptures. You can make your life difficult if you derogate from the scriptures. But for you, you have no option. If you are a member of CFT or if you are under my voice anywhere in the world, you don't have second option. You, the option is this. You will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Your option is this. We will live in this new year, living a trail on earth that the God of Bible is the same today through you. Hallelujah, somebody. I know that you are good listeners. If you don't respond to me in unison when I need response, I will preach you for three hours. Somebody say amen. amen. You know that I was, I was manufactured by God to preach. I am a preaching machine. I can preach you like my predecessor Paul until somebody will fall asleep after preaching you for 12 hours. And if you fall down and break your neck, I will come and I break you up again, breathe upon you, the neck will stretch in, I sit you down and I will preach you till morning. Hallelujah, somebody. The word of God must be known. It eases the struggle of life. It makes mystery of a natural man. Therefore, in this new year going, we're going into, we are making a decision to follow some precepts. Get ready to write things that we will do in this new year. Number one, or things that we must bear in mind so that what God has planned for this new year will happen. You know, I went late to the first service today because I, I woke up and started writing prophetics for the new year. God was speaking to me, evident things that will happen in the new year. And I was told to write some things that could be published later tonight. So I had to keep on writing and writing and writing and writing and writing until my time was spent. This new year is certain for those who love the Lord. It is uncertain for those who play games with God. I speak as a prophet of the living God to inform you of what heaven is about to do so that the best of heaven is what will be your portion but the judgment of heaven will not come near your home. Number one, as you go into the new year, you must identify and recognize that you are fellow workers with God. Number one, you are fellow workers with God. You are God's fellow workers. Second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 1 to 2. It says, Second Corinthians chapter 6 verses 1 and 2. As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I had you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. This word will be fulfilled 2018 again. It is the year of divine favor. But God told me to tell you, change your perception about yourself. Begin to see yourself as God's fellow workers. That is the whole church, whoever you are, the children, the, the parents, you make them recognize that you are born again and you are God's fellow worker. God is working with you. You are working together as co-worker with God. The youths, primaries, secondaries, A-levels, and university. We must have this knowledge. Those who are working class, 
those who are grandparents. We must have this knowledge that we are fellow workers with God. But let me say something that is interesting. God will never employ you without giving you grace. Everyone that God employs, He enables them. During this lecture of destiny, I have shown you a lot of lectures about that. First Corinthians chapter, chapter 12, I showed you something. Romans chapter 12, I showed you some things. But if you look at it for today, it says, because you are God's fellow worker, do not, you did not receive God's grace in vain. Hey, maybe this year, every meeting held in this building is a story to you. We pray here every day, 7 o'clock Monday to Friday, 7 to 8. Tuesday we gather, after praying from 7 to 8, we go into our Bible school from 8 o'clock till 9 or maximum 9.30, studying the Bible book by book, chapter by chapter. Alright? On Friday we come for intercession. And on Saturday we are on the streets for evangelism. There are some people sitting beside you who did not miss any day this year. There are some people who, who are here, probably they came in once in a month. The way we designed the church is, we divided this church into four strands. You belong to one of the weeks. To make it easier for every member to be able to contribute to their spiritual before God. So that when it comes to your week, according to your geographical listing, then your week begins and you will join them for the activities of the week. Not only that, during your week we have assigned that you will be involved in church running. But adventure God will call you to be a minister under this house in the future. When that will happen, you don't need anyone to educate you. Because you have served in the capacity as a minister, taking care of the household of faith. As you tell stories about me, which is a good story, people will tell good stories about you too. We have this system in place. Even this year, maybe you did not even attend at all. What God is saying to you is this. You are my fellow workers. The only work field of God is the church. And God is calling us. I told you during the week, within the past seven days of prayer, that, you know, God said that forget about what you didn't do in the past. Forget about it. Put that behind you. Don't talk about that anymore before God. What God wants you to, to, to talk about is, now that you know you didn't do those, those things before God, now in the new year, I will begin to do it. Now in the new year, I will begin to be faithful to God. Last year, I was not faithful. Forget about it. God does not remember your past anymore. If you can change your tomorrow today, God looks at you as a, a fellow worker. He depends on you. There are some assignments that God cannot carry out in the world because he has shared that appoint assignment to your shoulder. And in the place where you fail, you make God fail. God never fails, but you draw back his work. You imagine the testimonies you had on Friday that came out only by my teaching about destiny. What about if I didn't teach you about destiny? Those destiny will remain like that. I received testimonies from you. I received letters on the email. I received letters from church leaders who said to me, Apostle, we are, each one of them said, we want to submit our church under you. We have been following you. One of the, one of the members in America read, uh, spoke with phone and she spoke to me with the guy with the husband. How those things have transformed their life. It happened so because I decided to be a fellow worker. The miracle that happened in Greece in January this year, beginning from that, where God healed a man who had an accident and had pain in the, in the bone and the nerves for years that could not be healed. He was healed on the spot. You are witnesses about the last one that God did in the Republic of Benin. A woman bent over, just like the same woman in Luke chapter 13, for 30 good years, bent over by voodoo. And God healed her, she straightened up, and she was healed of all her diseases. If we did not go there, some of you went with me on that mission. Their prayers wake me up sometime. Because when you go with me on the mission, we are fellow workers. They will wake up early, they will pray right through. 
What I'm saying to you, some of you who went out here, the Guinness, um, um, uh, bullets. Tell me you was championing them. She left her job, paid her ticket, went on mission. But you see, they may not receive money for reward. But there was rejoicing in the city. We saw God do miracles like it is written in the Bible. Listen to me. Some people went with me to Greece. Where God spoke prophetically over the nation and the prime minister of Greece began to implement it within six months. And lives were transformed. We went together, some of you, to Ennis, to Ireland, to Germany, to India. Where God did incredible miracles. Let me say this to you, but we are all the same family. In this new year, where will you serve as a co-worker? Let me tell you, today we are having testimonies not from everybody. I will only call people in this church who had encounters, even up to yesterday morning. Somebody could not sleep. Because the Lord took him to an encounter. We will hear that tonight. You know why I'm saying this to you? As in life, you will not get in life what you did not put into it. In God, you will not get from God what you did not put into it. In many churches, nobody cares whether you grow in God or not. Really, the leaders of most churches are afraid when you begin to manifest like them. But not in this house. This is an apostolic church where I, who is the one who received the vision from heaven, have told you what God does through me. is the minimum he wants to do through you. Children should be greater than their parents. You have the grace. You have the grace hearing from me, but you have the grace also hearing from the Spirit of God, you know, into your own spirit. And you are, you are in grace to, 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 to operate more than I. I'm happy now because when I say this, especially to the youth, the youth that have listened to me, the salaries they are earning today, you know, I know when they will get to my age, what I dreamt of that I could not reach, they will have gone beyond it before they get to my age. Not amen. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> this is reality. Because if I have seen a, a mentor like me, a spiritual father like me, if I had one when I was young like them, I would have put, brought this world to their knees. If somebody doubts it, then why what I'm doing now? I would have done all this when I was about my 21, 22, 23. And today I would have been a voice all over the nations concerning academics and intellectualism. And that would have been used so much for God too. But nevertheless, because I missed it at my growing up, I didn't have a Zechariah who instructed me. The only thing they, they taught me when I was growing up is Bible and prayer and Bible and prayer and Bible and prayer and Bible and prayer. When I got matured in God, I discovered that knowledge of this world is necessary. But with it yet, I'm making every effort and I'm gaining it, gaining ground on a daily basis. Come on now. Listen to me. See yourself as a co-worker, not just as somebody coming to church. The church is the industry of God. God sees you as a fellow worker. See yourself as fellow worker. There is a grace inside you. It is my delight when you manifest the grace. I'm happy when you come out with first class and, you know, distinction in your masters and PhDs and, and you have several careers and you, are, you, are, you work here today and if you don't like it, you dump it and move to some better place. I love that. That... Big industries are running after you, which is happening to some of you now. I love it. But at the same time, I love you to see angels. I love you to be taken to heaven like me. I love you to pray for the sick and they are healed. I love you to cast out devil. I love you to be in the place I am that there is no power that can make me afraid. I love you to be in the place where your life will change other lives. But you can do it. You have the grace. But the way you see yourself. See yourself as a partner with Jesus. That is the first thing. I will have spoken to you more, but today time is limited. Number two, as you are God's co-workers, the Bible says also, you are God's field. You are God's field. 1 Corinthians 3, 9-15. 
If you look at that first Corinthians 3, he says, For we are God's fellow workers. Now understand, the word fellow workers now has appeared in two statements, but applicable to different things. The first one says, As God's fellow workers, that is Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. And that he applied that to all Christians that we are fellow workers with God. But in the second statement, 1 Corinthians 3, 9, Paul says, for we, and he's talking about we ministers of God, are fellow workers with God. Now, you are God's field and God's building. Can I help you understand what that means? In the context of working together as laborers in the vineyard of God, we are all co-workers with God. But in the context of instructing you and taking you to where God ordains for you, there is a separation. You have become the field. And we who are sent by God to be the minister over you, we have become the co-worker with God in that capacity. Which means anybody who stands between man and God as a minister of God has the duty to stand before God and hear from God for the flock. I'm saying this for two things. One, for those who are serving ministers today. Two, for you listening to me, for in the future among you will God bring forth ministers. Understand that the duty of a minister is not just going to copy a minister somewhere and preaching or reading books and preaching. No, he's to study before God and hear godly instruction from heaven. He's to hear the voice of God for the flock for the future. He's to have the gift, you know, ability to receive from God direction that is that is timely and specific for God's people. The work of a minister is to heal the flock. Is to feed the flock, is to sow into the field of God. And you are the field. Therefore, what we sow into you, bring forth fruit. You will agree with me. I will continue to be a co-worker who will hear from heaven and sow into your life. You will agree with me. You will be the field of God that will yield the fruits in an increase. That will yield the, 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 that, uh, that bring forth the harvest of the Spirit. Let the word you hear from this pulpit transform you. Come on now. Hey, there are many places that people are locked up today under liars. Amen. In CFT church, we take offering only once. There are places you go, they will take offering five times. Because your money is not what we're about. Because we also give, I pay my tithes and I pay my offering and God is blessing me for obeying those things. I do that to live an exemplary life in everything before you. We are not in a place where somebody is giving you false hope. Telling you you can do whatever you like when you come to church. The Lord shall bless you. Say amen. Amen. The Lord shall send you off. Say amen. Amen. And everybody is shouting and saying yeah, yo, yeah. There is nothing to convict a sinner to repentance and to work with God in friendliness with heaven. There is nothing to challenge the life of a man to add more values to his life. It does not happen on Christ with Tabernacle. This is the house of, of truth. It is the house, the pillar, and the foundation of truth. So therefore, as you have done before, do even the more. That you will recognize that you are filled. Every, every message from this pulpit is a seed or seed sown into your life. They have an intention to, to manifest a part of your destiny. When you hear the word of God from this pulpit, what I am is what my ministers are. You will never find a CFT minister anywhere in the world who is a pajora, who is a mal, somebody who maligned the truth, or somebody running after the pockets of others, or visiting those in quote are rich in the church and neglecting those who are poor in the church. You won't find it in Christ's tabernacle. You won't find a dance among my ministers. They are all well read, well educated, well informed. And they are sold out to the kingdom. People who will show you the way to God. 
But let the seed we sow bring forth harvest. In another words, let my word transform your heart. So that you can be my testimony. As you testify to me. <laughs> Let me say this to you. Don't see yourself as just a, a pure woman in the church. You are a field of God. Bring forth fruit. Jesus spoke about the parable of the tree. While they were walking towards the time he would die, he saw a big tree, and the tree is, is so full of leaves as if it has fruits. And Jesus said, let us go and feed ourselves from this fruit. And when he got to the fruit, to the tree rather, it has no fruit. It is like the type of life of a Christian who claims to be a believer, but he has nothing doing in the household of faith. He doesn't bear fruit. The word that he hears does not transform or form or shape his life. And Jesus cursed that tree and it withered instantly. That will not be your portion. Yeah. Somebody may be saying to me, well, last year, this year I didn't do enough. No problem. I have told you, forget about that. It is one day all of us woke up. I too was in the shoe of you that play while others are walking, play, 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 play. Work once. <laughs> Amen. But when the knowledge was granted, I recognized that when I die, all the industry I established in, in the world, I will not remember them. All the monies I have in the bank, I will even forget that I ever had anything. The only thing that will come to my mind, what have I gained for God? Because that is the time where it is what you have done in God and for God that will determine your eternity. Now I will now face the one who created my soul, before whom no man can lie. When you die, you know the truth instantly. God will not tell you, you have done this, you have done that. You will be telling God, this is how I have lived my life. I had Apostle Williams on this day. This is how I did. This is what, because your life is right in your front. And by the time you finish speaking, you know what is your worth. But the, the strangest thing about that time is this. Whatever you are or you are received as, that is your portion for eternity, no more change. But while we are still alive, we can make a change. You are God's fellow workers. But when it comes into we teaching you the word, we living the life of the world before you, we imparting the word into you, it is sowing into your life as a field of God, and you must produce fruits. Husband, no woman can say my husband hindered me. No man can say my wife hindered me. No, no parent can say my children or any child say my father. Produce. Produce food of righteousness. I have taught you a lot. Be careful of lips of people. Satan will take over some people and they will use their lips to ruin others. Anything you hear from anybody, judge it by the word of God. Don't just accept rumor so that you will not fall a victim of Psalm 1 verse 5. Listen to me, beloved. Produce the fruit of holiness. And serve God with all your heart. Let the seed planted into you make you. The Bible says, a good man out of the good that is in his heart brings out good things. That is number two. I have just about ten or so minutes more. Number three. Look, let me finish reading the number two. I will, this is the crunch of it, and I will go into the other one. It says, for we are God's fellow workers, that is 1 Corinthians 3, 9 to 15, God's building. Look, you are God's building. Romans 12, 1 says, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. This is your reasonable act of worship. 
You are God's building. Don't yield your body as, a, as an instrument to sin. Listen to me. If you are not married, abstain from sexual intercourse. It is fornication. If you are married, stay within your marriage only. Outside your marriage is called adultery. A man must not have sexual intercourse with a man. It is called sin. First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9. It says, let me read it. We come back to this one. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders. The next verse. Nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkard. No slanderers, no swindlers, backbiters, slanderers, slanderers, slanderers. No swindlers, those who deceive and dupe others, will inherit the kingdom of God. Come on now. If any act will deprive you from the inheritance of the kingdom of God, if a Christian does it, you may pray in tongues, you may fast, you may do all those things. Satan will, will hinder you. Because Satan works by the written word. He doesn't work by your ordination, whether you're an apostle or prophet or teacher. He have, Satan has brought down great men, kings and, and great ministers. Satan don't care what your title is. He has a better title before God sent him out of heaven. Let me say this to you, therefore. The people Satan respect are people who keep themselves away from those passion and loss and sin. Anybody who decides not to stands, a, a stands in the judgment of hell should he die in it if he claims to be born again. But if he does it and is alive, he will walk like elephants and eat like ants. Because the devil will frustrate every good intention that person has in life. That is where you see the life of some people in church going down, going down, going down the drain. And at the prime time of their, their star shining, Satan will cut them off. That is, it will frustrate their intention and ambition. They will be neglected from every good thing. They will only dream of good things that will never happen to them. They could be highly qualified, but it will amount to nothing. Because you contravene the laws of heaven. And so, you are God's temple. Go to the next verse and I read it down. It says, therefore, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. For no one can lay any other foundation than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Come on. I tell you, Christ with tabernacle, that as an expert builder and apostle of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I lay a foundation for you. But you are the builders. Each one of you is building a path. But be careful what you build. The foundation I lay in this church no mortal man under heaven can question it. Why? Because my governance is the written governance of the scripture. It is not rules and regulation of men. It is not contendable. The Jesus I give you, don't take another Jesus. People are giving different Jesuses from the Jesus written in the Bible. But I give you the Jesus Christ of Nazareth as it is written. So that you can experience what the predecessor did experience. You are the builder. But you must be careful what you build. If I lay foundation and you are God's field and I sow into you. What is the purpose? The purpose is for you to continue to build. The meaning of that is that you have a fulfillment in this church. Listen to me. You cannot build elsewhere because that would be you are building another foundation 
If the foundation that you are is apostolic and solid, there is no deception in such foundation. Then you cannot build another foundation because it will be something that will not be replica, which will be faulty. Let me say this. There are three reasons why a person can leave a church. You can leave any church, number one, where they do not preach the truth and the leader does not leave the truth. You can leave any church, number two, where the doctrine is questionable. It's not the platform of the scripture. You can question what they do from looking at the life of the apostles. Maybe somebody came with a leader and he started to sell oil in the church. Maybe somebody came as a leader and he said that we're having anointing service, but you must buy the oil from me or from my wife. <coughs> That's a different thing. Then you have question about that. Why can't we buy our own oil that it is your own oil that we buy? Who in the Bible sold the oil, uh, any oil to anybody? If you have people who will tell you several offerings that does not exist, that is error. You can leave a church because the church is preaching error. Number three, you can leave a church where the word of God is not preached. And I said to you in Christ of Tabernacle, if you find me one day, come to your midst and teach contrary to what I have been teaching for 28 years now. In this place only. Not in my ministry. I have been in ministry before that time. But for 28 years CFT have been, if I preach anything different from what I preach from beginning, if you remain, your blood is on your neck. But you will never see that happen. Because he who hears from heaven <coughs> is a true foundation builder. No man is called. Not many, many Christians are called to be foundation builders. God called Moses. It is in Moses that Aaron fulfilled himself and his family. It is in Moses that, um, that uh, Joshua became a prophet. It is in Moses that uh, 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 Caleb became a general. And if you look at it, therefore, we can look at the spectrum of the world. God will raise some people to be pioneers. And pioneers, how you know them, they build a pattern exactly like the Bible. Any church that does not have that pattern, those who are in those churches in New Year, God will move you out of them. Jesus told me that. He said the wind will blow. He said the place of lies shall be emptied. For the wrath of God shall be in the place of lies. People will run for help. By the wrath of God, outburst among the liars. For I will make distinction in, the, in, the, in my church between those who serve me and those who do not serve me. And it says to me, for those who serve me, that my banner shall be over them in the midst of my judgment. But for those who do not serve me, my judgment shall fetch them out, it shall seek them out, it shall destroy their rotten timbers. He says, for you have heard about it for long. In this season, I bring it to pass, says the Most Holy One. Therefore, I lay a foundation for you. If this, look, CFT Church is not Alfred Willis' ministry. You have many people who start ministry, their ministry. This is Christ's faith tabernacle international churches. The meaning of that is this. It is not family inheritance. Or else I will have put my brothers to head CFT Nigeria and any church we plant, I will have brought my brothers from wherever and put them over those churches. This is not a ministry, it's the church of the living God. And because of that, the, the finance of this church, if it was a ministry, I would have owned the whole offering and tithe people are bringing to this house. It's not so. This is the church of, a living, of the living God. Let me say this to you. On, on Thursday, I was together with my administrators from day left, about nine, 9 o'clock, of course, the meeting. with. We started at 10 and we finished at 6.15 in the evening. Looking at compliance, looking at our audits, looking at our account, our budget, looking at our spending, checking to see that everything is in line with the law. 
looking at our corporate governance, looking at the new laws that government have made, especially the general data protection regulation of the EU directive, implementation of that, how will it affect Christ How? What are the things we need to put in place to comply fully? Looking at every branch, every leader that is working under us. Looking at all that and then begin to look at the spiritual. To, be, to stand before God and be complete is not achievable by mediocres. Listen to me. A former CEO heard about what we are doing. He said that you are doing all this. I said yes. All the academics we learn. Every penny we spend. Procedure of, of spending in this church has to uh, comply with financial regulation. Somebody wants to spend the money, he makes a requisition. Somebody will approve it and I will, it will be brought to me for final ratification. The three signatures must be on the requisition form which will be attached to the check spent. So that every penny we spend is account for, accounted for by the government. If the government says that there's a problem in the finance of this church, ah, you will know that Apostle William is an accountant then. Because I can tell you the stories, and the same thing with all our branches. We are audited by one of the, one of the best auditing firms in the United Kingdom. And in every nation we are, we appoint auditors who are qualified uh, men to audit, audit organizations. I'm talking about foundation. I'm talking about foundation. We comply with employment regulation. We comply with every regulation in the nation. Which means we have to give ourselves to the studies of the laws of each nation. Not just come to church on Sunday, clap our hands and go home. No, that's no church. Then we have to look into each life of our members, look into how much what we are doing has affected the members positively. Then we have to look at our effect in the community. How much we have affected the community. What is going on here, where, and stuff like that. Budget for it and make sure that we are within our budget and our spending. We have visions for tomorrow. How do we build it? How do we expand it? We have to look at how we can grow the wealth so that this church can be fulfilled. If my generation die. We have to look at legacy for those who will take over from us, who are sitting down before me now. As you are growing older, you grew in our hand, and you are now wedding, we are now naming your babies. We are being pushed out because we are getting older. And we are looking at templates in our corporate governance where you can manifest when we are still alive. Everyone in this church have a part in this vision. Come on now. This is the scriptures. I build as a master builder. It is the pioneer that has the, the duty to make sure that the structure and the governance is solid and good. And if you are not a pioneer, God will not give you the brain to do it. Are we together now? Aaron did not set the rules for Israel. But Moses. But Aaron manifested from Moses. And the office of priesthood was different from the office of prophet by Aaron. But it's under Moses. That is this house. Whatever God will make you, he will make you here. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you over there. I didn't hear you over there. There is only one Bill Gates. But out of Bill Gates are many millionaires. There is only one Steve Jobs. Out of Steve Jobs are many millionaires. Steve Jobs is not what others are. But yet, others became what they are, but they walked together, following the vision of one man. He died and left it for them. Let me say this to you. The head of Steve Jobs' company now is not Steve Jobs' son. Are we together? It is not family inheritance. It is in, when we talk of family, who are my family? You who hear the word of God are my family. That is my family. That's why you have never seen me bring my brothers from Nigeria and begin to place them over you. It cannot be. It cannot be. As a master builder sent by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of whom I can say, as an apostle of the living God, unto whom the arm of the Lord had been revealed, and unto whom God has revealed his secret for eternity, I build a foundation as a master builder. Following my predecessors, you are the builders, 
And you must be careful what you build. But you must know this. You have a part in this vision. If you are a member of this household, your children have a part in this vision. This church is not going to terminate on your own head. You will walk in this house. You will fulfill in this house. Your children will inherit our own labor in this house. Nobody will come and push them aside. We are fellow workers with God. You are the field of God. And you are the house of God, the temple of the Most High we go to now. And I am sent by God to build the foundation. You have a part to play. Let me say this to you. If I have been a blessing to you, why do you think I'm doing that? I'm doing that because I believe in you and I believe that God has brought us together for this great vision. When you manifest, if you manifest under my jurisdiction, nothing can hinder you. You can guarantee it. If you move out of this jurisdiction, forget it. Many things can hinder you. Because you will soon find out that truth that you have here is very rare. That will not be your own portion. I say it will not be your own portion. If a man builds on this foundation, using gold and silver and costly stone, wood, hay, or straw, what did he say? Your work will be shown forth. For what it is. Before God, we cannot lie. What I'm doing right now, God sees my heart. I will not want to walk on the last day God judges my heart and my work burned to ashes. Come on now. That's why I don't care if I have money. I don't care if I don't have money. I don't go into projects that I cannot, I cannot afford and begin to, to force members to be donating extraordinary stupid money. Only to put the money together and there is no project to be shown for it. You don't have that here. Because one day you and I will stand before God. My heart is this. On the day I will stand to receive my, my crown before the Most Holy One. Which already has been revealed to me by the Father. That I will look down and I will look beside me and you will be there too. Receiving your crown for the work, work, work well done when we were in England. Transforming this nation for the Lord Jesus Christ and living an exemplary life of holy people. Our work will be tested. There is no compassion to what is not. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of every man's work. Look at the last verse of it. Shall we read together? Yes. The next one. May that last verse not be your portion. May your work on earth never suffer loss. Let me give you the last three. I will just summarize that one because those ones. Because I want us to go home on time and prepare for marathon tonight. We are going to pray for a whole one year. We will pray from 2017 into 2018. Amen. In a few minutes. Number three. You are God's temple. You are God's temple. Let me say something to you. If anybody tells you anything different from what I'm telling you, let him be accursed. When I was... When I, when I was coming now out of New Cross, I saw all those babies, little, little children. They left their mother and they ran to me. And I started carrying them and kissing them and carrying them and kissing them. And the one that the mother didn't let him run because the mother didn't know why he wants to run. They are in church. Sit down, sit down. And the, the, the children were stretching out of their mother. I So I went to their, to their pews and I began to hug them and kiss them and told their mother, these children want to come to me, suffer them not. <laughs> For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> the angel behold the face of my father. That's what my, my master said. And I hugged those children and, you know, the service was going on. Our own service too is going on because our service is for me to hug them. I cannot leave their midst without hugging them. They will begin to revolt. 
And when I looked at them and I hugged them, carried some of them and prophesied over them, I was saying to God, I thank you. These are my generations for the future. If the Lord Jesus tarries. <laughs> they will chase the devil out of the earth. Huh? You are God's temple. First Corinthians three sixteen and eighteen. Don't you know that you you yourselves are God's temple? You are God's temple. You are God's workmanship, a fellow work, well, fellow workmen. You are God's field. You are God's building. You are God's temple. And it says, and that, the, and that God's spirit lives in you. If anyone destroys your, your God's temple, God will destroy him. That will not be your portion. For God's temple is sacred. And you are that temple. That's why I was so firm about sexual immorality. Sexual immorality destroys the temple. I will talk about that in the new year and show you. Verse 18 says, do not deceive. Do not deceive yourself if anyone of you think he is wise by the standard of this age he should become a fool so that he may become wise number four god no give yourself fully to the work of god give yourself fully to the work of god we're looking at the things that you must do in the new year so that your destiny will flow with ease like oil poured upon the head of Europe, God will grant you comfort in achieving good and great things. If you can keep to these five things. God, you know, give yourself food into the work of God. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. It says, therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Come on now. Let me say this to you. When we are building this house together, all right, and after building this house, suddenly as you are here, you look at the glamour of this house, it looks beautiful, isn't it? It looks fantastic. What are you looking at me like now? Is this not beautiful? Say to me, it is beautiful. Don't worry about what is over there. Huh? If anything spoiled here, I will repair it. But this house, you are proud to bring your friends here. If they are talking about their churches, you keep quiet. Because something is bothering you. You are very, you are eager to say that, I want to talk about my church too. It's not only your pastor that is beautiful. Your building is beautiful. It's an edifice. It's fantastic. It is uh, cooktastic, you know. And it's every tastic. The fact is this, we are part of the English heritage. And there is something they do in England, they call open house, in every September, October, where they open the best treasured possession of United Kingdom to the world to see. And cathedral, CFT cathedral, is one of those inheritance for United Kingdom. And people come from all over the world to come and see this building. Architects, renowned architects, I've had a team of architects of 42 Old architects, they came here. They said, we saw this in the, in the paper and we want to come and have a look. And I took them through a tour of this building. And when they were looking at the building, they were just, you know, is there a gas we call it? They, they were, the amount was, was just a jar. And a lot of waters of jars were coming out from the mouth. <laughs> That's why they say a jar. Now, they were saying, wow, this is wonderful. This is, this is fantastic. And they were rolling like this. I have to support them not to fall. <laughs> Where was this built? Oh, 1935. Wow, 1935? And it was really built. It was molded by hand. And, oh, you know, this is fantastic. And this, this wood, I said, it's 1935 wood. Ah, and it's still... Oh, they said, look at the wall. I said, we painted that one. <laughs> and he said, what about the carpet? I said, we put brand new carpets here. What about the shears? It was manufactured in China. And the one over there for wheels. And they said, wow, 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 wow. 
And you come in here every Sunday, you are happy, aren't you? You sit down comfortably, not on a chair that, that pains your bumps. So that you stand up and then you sit down. Now let me help you understand. You are just like that. The beautiful house washed by the blood of Jesus and carved. Established as an, as, uh, to be adored among the nation. We have a purpose in this land revealed to me by God. Now imagine you came to this church today and this pillar got angry and pulled away from the building. How would you feel in your heart? Disappointed? So are you. You are going nowhere. You can't leave a house of glamour to seek for ashes. Are we together now? If you are kicked out, then leave. But if you have not been kicked out, and the only one that can kick you out is me, and I don't have the leg to kick, since the Lord sent me, my leg only brings people together. My leg only turns hopelessness to hope. My leg only is interested in success of every mortal man. And if I sow into you like that, and God makes you a pillar, He made you a pillar in the same house, <clears throat> so that you also can continue with what I have sent you, what I have done to you, to do to somebody else. A pillar that pulled away from a glamorous building will soon rot and fall and fade away. But if this building was dirty and ragged, and this pillar moved away, maintained his strength, it shall be used to adore a better palace. But God is not a God that tears down what he has built. He's a God that brings people together for one destiny. And if God brings people together for one destiny, he has signed over them a Zechariah who can hear from him and speak unto his people that which he hears, so that everybody can be fulfilled. This year, if you engage yourself in various things that are uncomely and ungodly, in the house of godliness, we have few hours, those attitudes must not enter in here with you. Are you with me now? Make up your mind to be numbered among the pillars that God can depend upon. You will not be happy on the day that you expect apostle to support you and it's not there for you. And I say to you, I don't know you. So also it will be for apostle when he depends on you. And you say to him, I don't know you anymore. Listen to me. We are God's building. We are God's uh, 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 co-workers, workmanship. We are God's temple. And God wants us therefore to put our full service into him. That leads me into this scripture. Commit yourself fully, not partially. Commit yourself fully, not partially. If this year you have not been fully committed to God, change your mind. Next year, we will build it together. On the first Sunday, which is next Sunday, is our Thanksgiving Sunday, we are going to look at the vision of the new year. If you get your calendar, we have all the visions of the new year in it. Look at it and look at what you will be involved in. Everybody will search in his heart what God has called him to do. And then we will come together and put our synergies together to make sure that everybody succeeds. Not only in your career and academics, but in your calling. In this household of faith. Finally, use your gifts to serve others. From this house to the whole world. 
First Peter 4, 10, 11. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, fulfilling, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory and power forever and ever. And all the saints shall say, Amen. So we rise upon our feet, please. We are going to join our hands with one another and pray that God will give us strength to carry us through. If you have been doing good things before and you saw that you have changed, change your mind. It's you who changed. God has not changed and the church has not changed. Humble yourself in the hands of the Lord. We are going to pray, Father, grant us strength to walk fully for you. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Grant us strength, O God, to commit ourselves fully to your work. If you have not known what your purpose is in this church, Ask the Lord. Let's pray for one another. Reveal our purposes for us in this house. In the mainframe vision of Christ with Tabernacle, where do I fit? By dreams, by visions, by, by revelation. Help me to know it. Help me to know it. Pray and tell the Lord. Tell the Lord, give me grace, more grace, more grace. And the power to use my grace as we enter the new year. Use me more in this new year for the salvation of many. Tell God that. I want to be a, a, a vessel that will bring healing to many, that will bring deliverance to many, that will bring salvation to many. Tell the Lord. My Father and my King. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I don't know whether the, um, the people on the projector can get me the calendar. And I want you to put the page on the Jesus City Project, an extension of the cathedral. Because we will pray over that now before we stop. I wanted to pray a prayer in line with what I've been teaching you. Talking about your path in the church. I think that is for month of February. The first one is January. The second one is month of February. No, month of